0: Hello and welcome to the Bristol Lowdown, the podcast that gives you all the inside info about student life at Bristol University. I'm Fergal Maguire, a second year history student, and I'm here with Burst Radio to give you conversations between me and key people in our university in the hope that we can answer the questions you haven't even thought of yet. Or maybe you have. Listen and immerse yourself in the Bristol University experience. Hello, everyone. Today, we're talking about performing arts. Performing arts are such a rich source of both opportunity and pleasure for everyone. And there is a huge amount of theatre in Bristol University, and actually within the city itself. Many famous alumni, such as playwrights Mark Ravenhall and David Gregg, actor Simon Pegg and, and writer Julia Donaldson, all emerged from the societies that are still thriving within our university today and it is a hugely immersive part of the university with so many roles on both on stage and behind the scenes so let's find out what you can get up to so today I have the pleasure of being joined by Harry Clemens the music theatre Bristol president and Millie Wills the stage technicians associations president so welcome to both of you
1: hi nice to be here (laughs)
0: Oh, thank you. So, um, so uh, the first question I kind of wanted to start with was, I guess, for for first years of listening right now, why, you know, why should. People get involved with performing arts at uni, you know, whether they have experience or not. Why could it be an important part of someone's university experience?
1: I think it's something that, you know, anyone can get involved with because I think, you know, for example, sports, when you join university, you're most likely going to find people that have been playing that sport for the whole of secondary school mm. or, you know, uh, have a background of fitness or that sort of thing. But performing arts can be a really good break mentally um from sort of university life and that sort of thing um without having to have like be physically fit or um sort of have done a skill in the past and that sort of thing obviously we do get people that have done drama through the whole of secondary school or people that have sung since they were like three or four years old yeah but you do get people who join in who have never done it before and it's really good especially if you're acting you know to literally put your head into someone else's body and just be someone completely different for a while um and that as well as the sort of community spirit of it it's a huge section um of Bristol that you know everyone knows everyone um in the performing arts so it's a really good way to make a lot of friends quite quickly
0: yeah yeah for sure harry
2: uh yeah I just I'd agree with that because there's so many roles um like on stage off stage um like even in, in committees as well, you can meet so many people, so many different people, but also they're, they're like-minded, um, like you as well, I guess. Um, and it's just so nice to to meet so many people that share such a, such a massive passion with you. Uh, yeah. yeah, for
0: sure. And and it's like I guess it, it's a it's a whole it's an, it's a whole another experience. And and I really like you said the the experience of, and the process of kind of putting yourself into someone else's mindset and i'm trying to kind of empathize with what that what that might feel like or how they might be moving on on stages is kind of an experience which it it kind of can add to your life in in quite a profound way i guess because it it kind of makes you question how other people feel so yeah Yeah, Harry,
2: i think also um i think when you when you grow up like doing student theater or youth theater it's a very like narrow box but when you come to uni especially at Bristol there's a wide range of things you can do so you've got like opera and like acapella and panto just opportunities that you wouldn't get when you're like 15 16 let sure. so you come to uni you've got everything here I think we cover nearly all bases I would say
1: yeah I think there's a really good opportunity for you know if you're serious about it there's like mm. big shows that happen every year like a big musical big drama um play uh, but then there's also, you know, the casual things like Harry mentioned, there's the Panto Society who write and uh, direct and do literally from scratch their whole thing and it is just, you know, everyone that auditions gets a role and it's just a really nice way to include anyone who's anyone, you know, you don't have to be good at acting, you don't have to be good at singing, you can break character halfway through and, you know, <laughs> and live around, which is
0: great. So, so is, is it possible for people with less experience to get involved and um, you guys have just said, yeah, so if so, You know, let's say someone listening right now is a first year who perhaps hasn't done that much acting or singing before, how do they find out about, you know, both of your societies?
1: I think it's quite good that, you know, most people will have heard of like, you know, they'll know that they want they're interested in theatre. And the first thing you think Mm -hmm. of is like acting. So, you know, they'd go to the drama society, usually at Freshers' Fair, or we get a lot of people Googling and visiting our Facebook pages. You know, you see spikes in our Facebook page activity around Results Day and that sort of thing. Um, So, you know, if you just Google like Bristol University Theatre, you will get one of our societies. Um, And because we all know each other, um, you know, we're all a part of this big forum that includes a lot of discussion. It means that, you know, you could go to the drama society and you could be like, I've never done acting, um, but I'm interested in the theatre. You know, they might say, are you interested in acting? Are you interested in singing or like our society? Like we do the behind the scenes things. So there's, you know, the artistic side of it, of like the, the design part of it, like the lighting design or the set design. But then there's also the practical bits of, like, physically building the things and, you know, that sort of side of it. So if you haven't done any drama or anything before, like, there's that. And then there's also, you know, there's workshops that get run. Um, I know MTB do workshops with alumni and that sort of thing. Um, That It's a really easy way to get from, you know, ground zero to performing in the big musical of the year if you really want to. Oh, yeah. It's like in in
2: nearly all the performing arts societies, they do... Uh, like a taster session at the start of each academic term, uh, and you can really there's, there's just loads of opportunities. No matter what commitment level you want to give, mm. and I think that's really great for new people if they just want to try it out. They just want to be just want to try it for an hour, or they want to try it for a few weeks. That's fine. You can do that or be in a big show and for like for a few months. Then
0: for sure, that's great. And so you guys have both mentioned um, all the different areas within the performing arts um, and yeah. kind of like um, part of Bristol, if you, if you will. But and earlier, you know, we were talking about the performing arts forum. So how do the performing arts, you know, world within the university interact?
1: Basically, you know, decades ago uh when it first started you know there was the drama society there was like the music bit and then there was the I think pantos a really surprisingly old yeah. society but you know everyone sort of came together and went you know there are more genres that we can cover um and so the sta as a tech group broke away from the drama society to become its own thing to support all of the societies um and then obviously we wanted to keep contact and like, so, you know, so there's no clashes between people that want to perform the same thing or, you know, that more communication in terms of like using the space. Cause there's unfortunately only one big theater space that we can use at the university. Cause there's the Wickham theater, but that's the result. That's um, reserved for just uh, theater students, like who are studying at the university. Okay. Uh, and so the Winston where we perform is the only like student space for theater there's also the peg studio <laughs> theater which is used a lot more for rehearsals or for the smaller groups or for putting smaller shows on but obviously booking out the winston theater became a little bit confusing and you know mm. there'd be clashes in terms of who wanted it when um so the forum was started to sort of like bring everyone together and make sure that you could sort of chat to each other Um, and it sort of like, has been up and down in terms of communications. I think it's fair to say we've had years where societies have fallen out with each other. You know, there's been a bad experience, like the show has gone badly and everyone blames it on everyone else. But I think, you know, the past couple of years, we've really come together a lot more. It helped that we had, um, Stanford as our union affairs officer for two years, who mm. had been part of, I think by the time he left, literally every single performing arts society had done something with. And <laughs> so that sort of brought yeah. everyone a lot more together, together and made sure that we had like regular meetings to chat through anything that, you know, any disputes there might be, or just, you know, um, funding for things or, hey, we've got this really good idea. Why don't a couple of us come mm. together and do it? You know, we're thinking of some, obviously with lockdown and social distancing and everything, we're thinking of a couple of, like group activities we can do together and so mm-hmm. the forum's really good of like making sure that everyone's on the same page about that
2: yeah we don't just like discuss shows and things as well we also collaborate socially as well so we have a big um path does posh, which is our end of year ball for a lot of performing arts societies and we have uh, socials as well throughout the throughout the academic year which is performing arts get pissed um which is great
0: that is a good that's a good title that's great and you get then
2: at the end of the year, you get poshed.
0: that is amazing so
2: lovely
0: yeah so so almost the it's not just about you know, it's not just about the experience of performing with someone or a group of people on stage, but it's also about the whole idea of getting to know these people personally and it's almost becomes that's I think that's why it's such a strong community because yes, you'll do the acting together, but then after you'll probably go for a drink or you know, you'll 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 have the conversations about the acting. Um now I kinda of wanted to ask both of you about the the elephant in the room and, and the you know, the coronavirus pandemic and how is the pandemic going to affect performing arts this year you know do you, how do you guys know it's a bit of an impossible question to answer but what what do yeah, you have to say
1: we've had it's been kind of a weird one because obviously guidance keeps changing you know it was um sort of six people then it was like you can have 30 people if people live in the same household mm-hmm. and then it sort of looked like it was getting a lot better and obviously in the last week or so it's been sort of crashing back down again so um like we've just sort of been keeping an eye on like the different guidance that's coming up and you know we've been having regular meetings with the students you know the development team have been incredible throughout all of this um they've been great but i think it's just quite difficult because I know sort of like, you know, drama and musicals, there's a little bit you can do in terms of rehearsing over Zoom, obviously like audio quality and that. It's just yeah. not, it's not the same as music. Not quite Zoom that, yeah. It's not, same, no. <laughs> yeah. it's not the
2: same,
1: But um it's not the same. But I think our society definitely have been freaking out about it quite a lot because obviously you can't really do theater tech without a theater to tech in
0: yes Um, exactly So
1: we've done a couple of different things like we're talking about training sessions you know we've got contacts in the industry and that sort of thing like sort of little seminars and stuff like that and um, we luckily we have our society is quite a tight-knit group so several people live together with other members of the society so we're hoping that you know we can take a few of them and sort of group them together but i mean harry's obviously the expert on <laughs> rehearsals and <laughs> organizing things like that, oh, so it's, say a more about that.
2: It's, it's it's really hard to plan that's the worst that's the worst bit i think because we love especially at mtb we love doing big shows and for that you need at least five six months um prep to get the rights and sort out the set and cast everyone and rehearse the whole show and it's just because the guidance is changing a lot there's not a lot a lot we can do in terms of planning
1: mm. and we, we have talked kind of... a lot about um like live streaming and like pre-recording and that sort of mm. thing i think is going to be the way that we can do things and some maybe a bit of like wacky editing where you have three people on the stage that do a scene. And then it's like, yeah, jump cut.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. But so I guess the message that, you know, I'm quite keen to get across is, um you know, to, to first years. And and I guess to all students listening is that, Things within the performing arts um, you know, area of the university are still happening, aren't they? And, and yeah. they are—they yeah. are, they are well and truly going ahead. And of course, you know, albeit in, in a different manner. But I think it's important that you know, and I think you guys would agree that people on something is it, it, to, they're totally going ahead. And, and hopefully in the, mm. the near slash distant, um, you know, ambiguous future that it, things will get back to normal. Um, so mm. and and always trying to encourage people not to be put off, not joining now because of the, you know, mm. the changes. Um, okay. and, and kind of on that note, I wanted to ask both of you, um, what, how, what does your average week, you know, look like when you're in the middle of term and you've got a show around the corner and, um, your, you know, I'm talking about the kind of the, the busy time of the term and, and both in terms of your studies and your mm-hmm. rehearsals. So what could talk us through your
1: week? Uh, mine's go, probably going to be a lot more in detail than <laughs> <Hattie's> <laughs> is, so
2: You go first. Uh, well, I mean, every week is different. It depends solely on what show you're in yeah. and what roles you have in that show. Um, but around showtime, like it does get busy. You are going to be in the theatre Every day or in rehearsal every other day. Um, but if you can sort of plan your time, distribute your time well around it and prepare in advance, then you should be okay. Mm. And it doesn't get like inhumanely busy.
0: Busy, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, sure.
2: busy. it's busy, very, it's very busy, yeah. but not well, maybe for you, I mean it's different for you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, ours is ours is again quite tricky because um for example like the drama societies music theater societies you have one show that you're working towards for several different for several months you know yeah you might start planning at the start of the year for a show in like february or march yeah. um but with us we are involved a little bit in that like process in terms of like um sort of knowing cast size and stuff like that, because we do like a lot of the safety aspect of it. So our stage manager will like write risk assessments and that sort of thing. Um, But we basically have for us a new show every week or every two Mm. weeks, because we tech all of them in the same theater with our little society, um, which is great because it means that every other week you're doing something completely different. So like, for example, last year we had, um, like, Legally Blonde was the big musical. The entire theatre was pink. I kid you not, <coughs> everything <Yeah>. was pink. <laughs> it was. And it, then, <laughs> it was mental. But the week before that, we'd have the drama, which was Present Laughter, and we'd turn the entire stage into, like, a room on the stage. Like, we built a house, basically, on the stage. Wow. So it's really fun that we there's something different happening every week. It does mean it can get a little bit frantic, especially if we've got a show that's only there for a week and um calling out Harry and the Music Theatre Society tend to do this, um you know, at the start of term with their showcase it's literally getting everyone involved. They usually have a cast yeah. of like, like 80, something like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it gets, it gets crazy.
1: Easy. Um, But it basically means that our members have, you know, a lot happening from the get-go and it means mm. that you can commit yourself to like a two-week thing and then nothing else for the rest of the term. We've got some people who come in and just... Like on a Thursday evening, they come in and paint, but you know, there's something happening every day. And yeah, Lots of things happening every mm. day. So lighting, sound and set will all be going on every day mm. of the week, pretty much.
0: And, and I think it's worth saying that it's all it's all free. It is all free, isn't it? You know, it's totally, these all these facilities and these jobs and these roles are all um, free to all, all students and that's an amazing thing. And Millie, I've got a question for you, which is, um, I guess being, you know, obviously uh, a huge part of this stage, like Technician Association. Um, so for, for the people listening that perhaps want to be involved in the performing arts but aren't that keen on acting or perhaps don't want that kind of centre stage role, what, what kind of roles are there and is it, is it possible for these people to still be involved?
1: Oh absolutely, we get, half our members are completely brand new to have never done theatre before. They're just sort of like, I love going to the theatre. But the thought of standing on stage in front of an audience terrifies the crap out of me. <laughs> so we yeah. have a lot of people that come in like that, uh, and then we have some people who are lucky that in you know at their previous school they had a big theatre and they've done this sort of thing before. So we have um, if you're like into organisation that kind of thing, we've got the stage management side of things, which is like about the safety of it. It's about organising everyone, scheduling everyone. Um, And if you're quite a dominant person, everyone has to listen to what you say. It's great. You can tell the entire room to shut up and the entire room will shut up. Um, And then we have like the design sort of part of it. So we have a couple of like really artsy people who do the lighting design for it, you know, work really closely with the production team of the society to sort of be like, we want everyone to feel like they're in a cold forest. How? how um, do we do this? like light and design part of it, or the set design part of it, you know, mm. um, you get directors coming in they're like, "I know I want like a house, but I don't know what it will look like." Mm. So there's yeah. sort of that design part <laughs> of it, And then you've got the ones where it's a lot of really hands on stuff. So building the sets, as you can imagine, there's a lot of carpentry skills, um and we have people who have never done it before, and then like a year later, they're building furniture for their house at home. You know, mm. it's, it's a and, lot of like transferable skills and that
0: sort of thing that you learn there. Yeah, yeah so I'm, I was gonna say that feeling when um, you're, you've created, you spent months or weeks or whether it's days just intensely working on a project and, and, and when you're just there watching it unfold before your eyes when it's being performed, it must be like an amazing euphoric feeling. I yeah, mean, it, for, it really for, is for, for um, both of you
1: there's been a few times where I've like done a like a lighting design that I'm really proud of you know it, it can get really stressful at times being like I don't know if this will work or that sort of thing but seeing the show when it's performed there's honestly nothing I have my phone is full of pictures of things that I've done <laughs> yeah like sending to my family or my friends being like look what I've done it looks so good mm, yeah um, and there's you know people at the back of the room it tends to be all the technicians and all the directors and producers guarantee you every single night after the audience have clapped tears so many tears really <laughs> that's
0: amazing and isn't
1: being proud mm. and stuff like that so sure and just just on that as well I think
2: at Bristol we're very lucky that we, we have a very I, I would say a very very high quality of performing arts mm. and because we have a big space to do it um it just flourishes
0: yeah. yeah, and so Harry, I've got I've got a question for you and, and I guess um how so being obviously you're a huge part of, of music theatre and in Whistle yes. or MTV and how has being such an integral part of it helped you as a person, both both just in terms of you know acting, but also the whole organizing of it and then how's that helped you as a person?
2: Well, firstly, like it helps me socially because you get to meet so many people and you just get make amazing friends and you have some incredible memories. Like some of the, the best things that I've done at uni have been on the stage or backstage or in rehearsals, having fun. Um, and like performance wise, I've improved massively just because we have such a wide range of opportunities for everyone. Mm. So like before I came to uni, I did youth theatre. And as soon as I finished, when I finished my last show when I was 18, I was like, oh, I'm not, never going to do that again. Like, That's a shame. I didn't think there was such a big sort of scene at university or anything. I was like, oh, I'll just play a sport or something. Yeah. And then when I came here and found all of it, I was, it was great. And um, yeah, as you get more into like the later years and you're, like, you're on, you have committee roles or you're, you have like production roles, you really start to appreciate like the time and the effort that goes into a show that you don't Mm. normally get in youth theatre. Like I used to be like, oh, I'll just learn when I was 15, 16, I would just learn my scenes, learn my songs, go on stage and do it. Mm. But now at uni, like one of your friends is like sorting out the lighting or, um, actually choreographing a dance that's in the show Mm. or here's or making the poster for the publicity. Like,
0: yeah, you
2: really start to appreciate that. And that's, it's really, it's it's a really good it's really nice to to grow in that way kind of
0: yeah for and sure. see
2: a fuller picture of of theatre.
0: So if I had to kind of pin you down and ask you why specifically do you like acting and why singing why like, what is it about it that that kind of makes you happy?
2: Um, I think if it, well if it was something that I was personally good at as a child. I mean and I love the like the feeling of of being on a stage and making people like have a good time and enjoy and enjoying it and i love seeing people smiling or laughing or or like, if, they're, if they're really emotionally impacted by something that i'm doing on stage then that makes me really happy and it makes me feel like great i, I can't explain it
0: no and it is i think it is as simple as that amazing yeah. and and i so. And for this is quite an important question, my because I think um in all kind of sectors of or areas within the university, whether it's music or sports or performing arts, I think that Bristol University, or I know that Bristol University have so many amazing facilities that are um on offer that actually a lot of people, whether it's first years or second years or third years, just don't know about. I mean, so what? What specifically for, for both of you? Maybe this is more of a question for um for you, Millie. But what drama facilities are available to Bristol University students that most people might not know about?
1: So I think we're in a weird situation where you know Bristol's a city university. It's not labelled itself as like a having a central campus, but there is like, all you know, all the academic buildings are within two roads of each other. You know, at the top of the hill in Redland, um, but the students union where pretty much all of the performing arts stuff happens is like a 10 minute walk away so people just in like the opposite direction to the halls and stuff like that it's got a couple of the halls around it but unless you're in those so many people don't know where it is like i live in stoke bishop in my first year yeah my flatmates had no idea the building existed until like we lived together in the second year i'm just going to, to come and see the show i've been doing they're like where where so th- is there a theater yeah. so like oh okay yeah um but so it means that we do lose out on some people for you know their first or second year at university because the theater is a little bit far away but mm. once you get into the building um it's great there's the mm. theater is like one of the um bigger ones that i've seen at universities um it's a 200 seater theater um it's got a full prosumium up stage that's like obviously raised above the audience um it's got a pretty good like tech facilities um the lighting and the sound arrangement is brilliant um and it's all there for you so there's we hire things in to like supplement what we've got but you know we can do a fantastic show with the things we've got Um, and then there's the little studio theater next door, um, which has a capacity of a hundred, but there's no set seating in it, which means it's brilliant for things like, um, you know, some people have done some really cool things with it, where it's the seating's on like three sides of the room or two sides of the room, or there's no seating whatsoever. And it's a brilliant space for people like the, um, improv group or the Rev Unions, which is the sketch comedy group. Mm -hmm. It's a great space for them because, um, you know sometimes you don't want to be really far away from your audience on a stage with the seating really far away from you so the studio theater means that's great for like audience interaction and going up to people and walking around the space and that sort of thing um so that's a really nice like intimate spot um there are some external venues as well which harry probably has more that he can say about that because we we do odd bits and pieces in them but obviously our theatre is our baby and we we love being in it but there are some external ones as well
2: yeah of course because there's so many performing arts societies uh you can't be in the big theatre all the time so you have to look elsewhere for some of your sort of mid-range shows so for our like bigger cabarets we look elsewhere and there's there's a bit of choice around bristol but there's not much Mm. and it's it's between sort of a small pub theatre like above the pub so there's the room above at the White Bear there's the Alma Tavern on Alma yeah. Road, um, then there's sort of medium-sized theatres like the Improv Theatre which is just down the road from the Students Union, which is a great space for like I've I've seen an, an opera in there I've seen um, Dramsoc do there something old something new which is their freshest show in there and other than that, when it gets to a bigger show, you're looking closer to city centre. So we did one of our big shows that should have been on, but was cancelled because of coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, we tried to do into the woods in the Loco Club, which is which are the tunnels underneath.
0: Yeah, they're amazing, aren't they? Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, incredible! The show would have been incredible because the theme was, yeah, the directors really knew what, what they wanted, to do. And they, Yeah. they was there. Um, But because you are a student society, it does come on the expensive side. Mm. And um, that is one drawback from it. There's only one real affordable theatre of the size that you you would want from a big show, which is the Winston Theatre in the SU.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and so for those, for the people listening right now who perhaps are, you know, on the fence about whether or not they should or shouldn't, join the performing arts for any reason and I think I think uh, it's really important I think to say that um, you should 100% just just go for it because the facilities are there and the team is there and it's it's such an immersive enjoyable um experience and and you know just go and go and try it and and if you if you don't like it that's fine but it's better to you know open the door and 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 see what's in the room and if you don't like it you can leave it rather than you know never never open that door at all Um,
1: it's we are very lucky um at Bristol that it's such a huge thing you know some universities have like the drama society and the musical mm. theatre society. You know, not all universities have a tech society or do like proper comedy or a cappella or panto, really unique, fantastic, bops as well. <laughs> not many universities do opera, it's great. Yeah. Um, and the theatre is, you know, available to everyone. And like at the start of the year, obviously, we like the performing groups don't have much time to rehearse and we don't have much time to um, like get properly um like trained up before things which means that you know everyone is starting from the same point at the start of the year and if people are intimidated about auditioning and that sort of thing or you know never having done it before I think absolutely come and give it a go there's basically no commitment at the start of the year just turn up do some things um it's just yeah it it would be a real shame to waste the facilities we've got and the society we've got at Bristol Uh, yeah let's absolutely go for it 100%. 100%. I feel like people shouldn't
2: um, use like the pandemic at the moment as an excuse not to do it. Like we're like the arts across everywhere has, has been affected massively and uh, we're trying to get through it. Obviously, there, everyone else is trying to get through it as well. So not like a bear with us, but don't not do it just because it's, no, exactly. it's harder at the moment. Because no, sure. it, by the end of their degree in two, three years' time, it will. It should be back to as normal as possible, and it will no, be exactly. as, as amazing as it has been in my first two years.
0: And 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 at the end of the day, how how can you say no to having a drink and then going and performing? I mean, what is what is not to like? Yeah. Um, so I've got a kind of different question for, for for both of you. It's not not necessarily related to performing arts, but. Um, if you had to, you know, cast your mind back to back to back in the day when you were in first year, or just joining first year, um, and and um, you know, what what do you wish you had done differently in first year? How do you, you know, or, or if, if anything, or how do you wish you had approached it with a different, or do you wish you would approach it with a different mindset? I guess. And, and mm. what, what do you both have to say?
1: I think so. I didn't join the society until the very end of first term. I went to, you know, I saw the stall at um, Welcome Fair because I'd done something very similar at school, but we didn't have a theatre at my school properly. So what I thought was like, um, like lighting and sound was nowhere near, you know, what we do now. Um, So I think I got a little bit scared at the first like um, training session that it was, so, all these people seemed so knowledgeable, but yet they were only in their second year of university. And I was a bit like, this is uh, terrifying. Yeah. So, I signed up for a couple of shows in the first term and then a lot of the ones in the second term. Um, and it came to the week of the first show I signed up to, and I just lost all my confidence. You know, it was halfway through the first term at uni. I was second guessing absolutely everything. <laughs> like, do I really want to be here? I could just go home. Like, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. And I got a message from um, one of the people that were in, that was in the society who just graduated this year. Um, and she said, you know, your name's down on the list. Um, you coming? And I was like, mm, yeah. someone's messaged me now. Uh-oh. I can't sit in my room and not go. Um, and I went, and I basically haven't left the theatre since. Um, <sighs> and I think it was just my main regret is I didn't start sooner and that I was yeah. scared when I went in because yeah, people are knowledgeable, but people are knowledgeable because they do it because they love it so much. And sure. I think, you know, people being intense about it isn't a scary thing. It's a, no. they're really passionate about it. It's yeah, fun. sure. So I wish I joined slightly sooner, honestly.
0: <laughs> Harry?
2: Uh, well, I, I joined the first possible chance that I could in in my first year, but I wish that I had looked into it before I came to Bristol. Cause I had no idea until really fresh is fair. And then it was like a quick... The, the auditions for MTV usually are the weekend after Freshers' Fair.
1: So it was like really? a big rush
2: for me. And mm. I was like, if I had known about it and was more prepared, then it would have been easier to get in. But I, I still got in and, and things. And yeah, I wouldn't really change it, I don't think. Except, except finding out more before.
1: I think it's well going to socials as well. We see a lot of people that come once and then sort of mm, come a couple of times. Um, but I think, you know, our society make a habit out of every evening once we finish, although we finish at like 11pm and everyone's sort of like, oh, I'm tired, I'm stressed, I want to go home and go to bed. But we basically strong arm people into going to the pub, even if it's just a five minutes, it's like, yeah, walk in the door and sit down. <laughs> uh, and then we usually stay until closing. because obviously it's a really nice chill way to get to know people and chat to people outside of pass me that tool (laughs) one now (laughs) it's 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 a lot more chill so I think definitely getting involved in socials and stuff like that it can be scary because obviously people know each other already but um everyone's so friendly I've not met a single person in the performing Mm. arts bit that I've been like I wouldn't talk to them again Mm. um so I think socials are a huge thing you know
0: yeah definitely that's amazing um harry and Millie. thank you so much for coming on to the show and, and for speaking to us today um and thank you for listening to the bristol load up until next time bye bye